You're listening to Shalise's Podcast. Well, Father, I just thank you for this next episode in this Walking in the Spirit broadcast. And I just thank you that this is a subject that is near and dear to your heart. I thank you that we have been recreated in Christ, Father, to live in union with you, to be led by the Spirit and operate the same way that Jesus did during his earthly ministry. I thank you that Jesus said that the Father and he were one, and this very same fact is true about us. And I thank you that we can be led by the Spirit. In fact, we're commanded to be led by the Spirit and that we can operate with activated spiritual senses where we are seeing what you're doing, Father, where we are hearing what you're saying. And that, Father, as we abide in the vine, you are doing the work through our lives, that we are operating from a place where it's even no longer us that's living, that we've been crucified with Christ. And it is you that is expressing your life and living your life through us. And I thank you, Father, that so much of uh, what we're going to be talking about today uh, is is a right now word, Father, that this is the time, uh, this is the year for us to be led into victory after victory after victory and to do exploits, Father, in the name of Jesus and to manifest heaven like never before. Thank you that you have calling us to seemingly impossible things this year. But I thank you that as we just do what you say and we follow your lead, Father, that we will experience miracle after miracle. We'll experience signs and wonders and we will be astounded by what you are able to accomplish. And so we give you praise in advance. We give you all of the glory and we say, just lead us where we need to go today. Uh, think through my mind, speak through my mouth, and we just declare that it, this is a right now word for every single listener, Lord, and that it is going to be right and tight in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, good morning, you guys. I'm excited to be continuing our, our, our series on walking in the spirit, and I've got some good stuff for you guys today. So um, just as a refresher, right? So last week, we kicked off with the foundation scripture from Romans chapter 8, uh, Romans chapter 8, 14, that says those that are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Let me just make sure I've got that reference right. So Romans, let me just pull it up. Romans 8, because it might be 15 now that I'm getting into it. So I'm doing it by memory. So let me just pull it up. So it is Romans. Yep. It's Romans 8, 14. I was right. So that foundation scripture we talked about last week about that being led by the spirit is normal Christianity, that we are to hear God. We are to be able to see in the spirit. We're able to hear what God is speaking to us, that it's very, very hard to follow someone without clear instructions. And we also talked about some steps that we need to take, including the baptism of the Holy Spirit and really surrendering to God so that we can uh, activate our spiritual senses and really walk in the fullness of what it means to be a son of God. So today I want to talk about some practical things. I want to talk about um, some steps that we can take to actually be led by the spirit. But the first thing that I, I want to kind of maybe, I don't know, wake everybody up to is this idea that God is calling us to do impossible things. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning that we have to even expand our ability to receive the instructions from God because they are supernatural by design, right? When Jesus told, you know, Peter to get out of the boat and walk on water, I mean, that instruction was something that he could not do in his own human self, right? I mean, it was going to take the 
empowerment of the Holy Spirit to do it. It was going to be supernatural. Obedience was going to require the supernatural. And I think sometimes one of the reasons why we have trouble hearing God in, and, and that we have trouble walking in the spirit is that we are not open really to the big things, to the impossible things, to the the things that are outside of our comfort zone that the Holy Spirit is calling us into. And so instead of hearing Holy Spirit, we have all of these other voices that we listen to, right? We listen to the voice of mammon. We listen to the, the you know, what is logical in our own mind. We listen to doubt, right? We listen to other people's opinions. And so we have all of these competing voices that drowned out the instructions that the Holy Spirit is giving to us. We also um, allow the voice of fear to step in and uh, the voice of accusation to step in and say, you know, who are you to do this? Like, uh, you know, you're, you're not anything special or, you know, just little old you, little ordinary you, like, how could you do that? So the very first thing that I want to just challenge you with today is that God is calling you to do things that you can't do. God is going to be speaking to you instructions and sharing goals for you this year and calling you into things that are bigger than you. And, you know, just like the apostles and the disciples and really everybody in the Bible, I mean, whether it was Moses, right? He was told to go and confront Pharaoh. I mean, in and of himself, Moses was like, I can't do this. I can't even talk, you know, but God used Moses to to not only set the, the entire nation free, but do all kinds of signs and wonders. And the same thing is true for us today. And I know that is like sometimes so mind blowing to compare yourself to someone like Moses in the Bible. But the truth is the very same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you as Jesus is, so are you in this world. And Jesus said you would do the same works that he did and even greater works. And so you and I have been designed to live supernaturally, to overcome the odds, to go through trials and tri tribulations, not like mere men, but to be led by the Spirit into any and anything, anything and everything that the Holy Spirit has for us, full of faith, recognizing like Joshua and Caleb, for example, that we are well able to do whatever instruction God is giving us because he plans to do it through us. So if you're going to really dedicate yourself to a life of being led by the Spirit, you are going to have to get ready to get out of your comfort zone and get into the place where if God doesn't come through, it may not happen, right? If, 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 if it's up to you, it's definitely not going to happen because the Father is going to be working through you. So the first thing you've got to do is you've got to prepare yourself for uh, impossible instructions or instructions that don't make sense to your natural mind. And if you're not open to those instructions and you have, you know, got brought God down into a box that looks like what you can do, well then guess what? You're going to have a hard time hearing the Holy Spirit because he gives us I mean, things that just seem like uh, you know, crazy, 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 irresponsible type of things. And if it's, if it doesn't involve risk or it doesn't require faith, then guaranteed that it's not the Holy Spirit. Okay. So that's the first thing I want to share about this is if you're going to position yourself to live a spirit led life, recognize you're positioning yourself to live a supernatural life. Okay. Now I want to just talk about this. Um, actually we posted uh, on our path to purpose group, a, a sermon that I did uh, at church on Sunday. So if you want to go see that, you can go into the path to purpose group on Facebook.
But I actually walked through in that teaching on Sunday some of the steps that lead us into a, a spirit-led life. And the very first step that I talked about in that, and I just wanted to mention it again today, and I mentioned, I believe, in last week's episode as well, is this principle of surrender, okay? Surrender is so huge in the kingdom of God. You know, there's scriptures like Romans 12, 1 that says, offer yourself as a living sacrifice to the Lord, right? Um, in Jesus's life, right? He told, said over and over again, of my own self, I can do nothing. You know, he just, he was, he lived a surrendered life. He was surrendered to the father's will. He said, my, my meat is to do the will of the father. And, and so many times I think that people have this mis, misconception that God is in control. Okay. Now, Man, I'll tell you, if you grew up in evangelical Christianity like I did, I mean, we almost took comfort in the fact that God was in control, right? Like, oh, we didn't have to worry about anything because if it was meant to be, it was going to meant, meant to be. It was like this case sirrah, case sirrah. But the truth is that God's will only comes to pass to the extent that there is a human being on the earth that is surrendered to letting his will be accomplished through them. Okay, back in the garden, when God gave dominion to Adam and Eve, right, he in his sovereignty, in his ability to control all things, he let go of control. He relinquished control to Adam and Eve and he gave them a free will and he said they could obey him or not obey him. And so the truth is, beloved, is that we are the determining factor as to whether the will of God comes to pass in the earth. Okay, am I saying that God has lost his sovereignty? No, sovereignty, no, you know what I'm trying to say. No, but I am saying that he has positioned us as the body of Christ, meaning that as our, through our union with Jesus, Jesus walks, Jesus talks, Jesus works miracles. Jesus is using his body to accomplish what he has in his mind, what his will is. We are continuing the ministry of Jesus here in the earth. And so this concept of surrender to the will of God, this concept of letting go of, of control of your life, letting go of your will is key. And we all know that Jesus had to even pray that prayer, right? When he was in the, the Garden of Gethsemane, there was a lot of resistance internally to him going to the cross. We know that it was so intense that he ended up sweating blood. But there was a very powerful prayer of surrender that Jesus prayed in that moment. And he said, you know, Father, if there, you know, all things are possible for you. And if there be any way, let this cup pass from me. But he said, but nevertheless, your will be done. Your will be done. So not my will, not my will, not my desire, but your desire and your will be done in this situation. And it says that angels came and strengthened him like he was ministered to in the garden and the grace came upon him to be able to fulfill the will of God, even when his own humanity and his own resistance internally was was presenting itself. And so this concept of surrender is key, you guys. And, you know, in my own life, I really, I mean, I was, you know, I believed in Jesus as a child. Like I believed he was the son of God. I believed he died and, you know, I got the gospel from the Bible belt, right? So it was all about heaven and hell and forgiving my sins and that kind of thing. And so I just, you know, I didn't know that I was a new creation in Christ. Nobody was telling me about heaven is here now. None of those things were, were presented to me. 
but I did know enough that Jesus was the son of God. And so I, you know, what, what we call committed our life to the Lord or, you know, responded to the altar call, prayed the sinner's prayer, whatever you want to call it. That happened when I was 10 years old. But because I didn't understand union, I didn't understand my identity, I didn't understand the kingdom of heaven was in within me, I didn't I didn't understand the Holy Spirit really, I didn't have teachings about hearing the voice of God. I mean, it was many, many years and lots of pain later, uh, decades later, when I actually surrendered my life fully to God. I was in my 30s. And at that moment, what I did is I basically gave up my control of my life. Now, I know that is easy to say, and we, we may say it, you know, when we're in worship, oh, I surrender all, you know what I'm saying? Like we may, we may say, oh, my life is yours, Lord, I belong to you. But losing control is a scary proposition for most people because we have been trained in the world and in our, even in our brains and our physiology that control equals safety, right? And so the unknown feels scary, uncertainty feels scary and we haven't learned to trust God with our lives, to trust God that his plan for our lives is the best plan for our lives. It's the most fulfilling plan for our lives and that he not only has a plan for us, but in Ephesians 2.10, it says we were recreated in Christ for good works, right? In the Amplified Version, it says um, that he prepared paths ahead of time. Uh, that we might live the good life that he prearranged and made ready for us to live. So there is a path, a plan, a specific destiny. There's a specific path to get to the destiny that God has already laid out for us. In fact, when I was called into ministry in a series of open visions, I actually had this experience with angels who were recording my yes, recording my surrender. Yes, I will go. I will do what you've called me to do, God. And in that moment, there was a group of angels that were kind of coming, materializing and dematerializing. And I saw one angel literally writing down the date and the time of my yes, meaning the date of the and time of my full surrender to the call of God in my life. And in that moment, I saw these like highway of lights coming and going. And I knew that that my yes was being arranged by the angels, that everything that was ever going to be required for my calling, for my destiny, for my yes, was already, it was already being arranged and things were happening. Things were being uh, arranged in the spirit as a result of my surrender. So God will not operate against our will. He is not a manipulator. He is not a control freak. He requires our cooperation and he requires our surrender. And so fully surrendering to the will of God, fully surrendering to the plan of God, fully surrendering to what he has prepared for you is an absolute necessity. And I can tell you guys, we talk to people every single day who say that they're ready to do that, say that they're like, oh yes, we're in, but when it costs something or when it requires a sacrifice or requires some faith, you know, there's all kinds of, of strongholds that start to come up with things that are controlling them besides the Holy Spirit. And so I just want to say that in the face of surrendering to the will of God and in the face of saying, yes, I'm in, regardless of the cost, regardless of what it requires of me, regardless of the time it costs me, but this is what I'm, I'm doing. I'm doing your will, Father, and I'm doing it now, right? 
that the things that are controlling you are going to be confronted. We're going to have to lay down the things that are on our agenda, that 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 are are our um, that are our plans, that are our uh, you know self-directed you know ideas. And so I wanted to bring up a scripture right now from John 5.30 and John 5.30 in the voice translation. And this is a foundation scripture for my life. I, I share about it on the podcast all the time, but I really can't teach on it too much. Okay. Because this is the way Jesus lived. And if we are going to be spirit led, this is, if we're going to be sons of God, I just want to paint a picture for you of what that looks like. Okay. And this is possible. Okay. It is possible to live this way. How do I know? Because I do it and I, you know, I, I equip people to do it every single day. It is possible to be led by the spirit. In fact, it's normal. It's abnormal to live any other way than this. This is actually the normal way to live, even though it's not average. It's not what most people do, what most believers do. Okay. In John 530, it says this, this is Jesus talking. I have not ever acted and will not in the future act on my own. I listen to the directions of the one who sent me and act on these divine instructions. For, for this reason, my judgment is always fair and never self-serving. I'm committed to pursuing God's agenda and not my own. I really like this uh, this voice translation because it takes kind of like this concept of the will of God or the plan of God or, you know, the, the purpose of God, and it breaks it down into this word agenda. And I really like this word agenda, right? For the will of God, that God has an agenda. And guess what? Many times so do we, and many times so do other people. And I like this word agenda because it doesn't just mean like, you know, a to-do list, you know, of an agenda that we're going to check off, that God has things that we're to do. But it also really speaks into the motives that drive our behavior. Okay. I mean, Jesus says here, I am committed to pursuing God's agenda and not his own. And he said, because I'm just listening and doing whatever God's telling me to do, that I'm judging things based on what I'm hearing. I'm not judging based on my own agenda. I'm not judging based on my own self-interest or, or things that are not in God's you know, perception and judgment. He says, my judgment is correct. My judgment is just. My judgment is accurate. My judgment is right. Because why? Because I'm committed to God's agenda. And so releasing control and surrendering to God to the point that you are saying, God, I declare your agenda is the one that I'm on. All right. And when I mean the agenda, I mean your, your agenda for my schedule, your agenda for my money, your agenda for my family, your agenda for my time, your agenda for every single area of my life. Like I'm committed to that agenda. I'm committed to your agenda. When I talk to people, I'm committed to your agenda. As I go through my daily life, I am laying down self-interest. I'm laying down independence and I am committed to following you moment by moment every single day. Okay. And Jesus says here that he got instructions that he got, you know, lay, I've never once acted on my own, nor in the future will I ever act on my own. In other translations, it says of my own self, I'm able to do nothing. 
Okay. I like the voice translation because he's saying like, I'm not, he tells how, how I'm not doing this on my own. I'm following the leader. I'm following the instructions that are being given to me. And I'm not leaning on my own understanding. I'm not figuring things out. I'm not responsible for my life. I'm responsible for hearing and obeying. I'm responsible for doing what the father says to do, right? And in James, it talks about people that are hearers and not doers, right? What do they say? That people, they get self-deceived. That when we we hear, but we don't do, that we deceive ourselves and we forget what kind of person we are. We, 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 it's like we looked into the word of God. We looked into the, the, the mirror of Jesus and we've forgotten who we are. And so this concept of hearing and obeying is all throughout scripture, right? Remember when Mary told them at the wedding, right? Whatever he says, just do it. And we make the Christian life so complicated, right? We, 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 we go to church and we learn principles of the kingdom. We learn principles about Christianity. We learn doctrines about Christianity. Heck, we argue doctrines of, of Christianity. We defend our doctrines of Christianity. And hey, I'm all for good doctrine. I'm all for sound doctrine. But the end of the day, Jesus didn't choose disciples that had great doctrine. He chose, he chose ordinary people that he trained to live supernaturally and do the same things that he was doing. Just ordinary people, the same way that he did them by the power of the Holy Spirit and through intimacy with him. And so our availability is way more important than us having it all figured out, right? And having the right doctrine and having the right principles because we're not working principles. We're following a person and we can have all the right principles. I mean, I talk about this, right? I mean, that's what new agers do. I mean, that's what people do that operate in, you know, good principles. It's like, great. Like they're having this, this, these principles, but what about the person? What about the, the intimacy with God? What about union with God? What about oneness with God? And what about being led by the spirit? It doesn't say those that have, you know, right doctrine. These are the sons of God. It doesn't say those that have their Bible memorized. These are the sons of God, right? It doesn't say people that operate in, in good principles are the son of God. No, it says people that can follow instructions, people that can actually do what the spirit is leading them to do. These are the sons of God. Why? Because God God is expressing his life through us. As we abide in the vine, he produces the fruit through us. And so self-consciousness, including things like control and self-interest, sin consciousness, all of those things that arise from an independent mindset, that from a separated mindset, from a, a mindset that is deceived into thinking that it exists apart from God, that is what must die. That is the, 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 the you that got crucified with Christ. And so if we're going to be led by the Holy Spirit, then we have to operate out of a place where we are hearing God, we're getting instructions, and we are trusting God to do what he says to do, and that we are actually in union with him and the Holy Spirit is working through us. And so union is a key to this because we're not, it's also important that we don't hear the instruction and then go do it in our own strength. Right. We know what happened to Abraham when that happened. Right. God told him who he was and what he planned to do with his life. And then Abraham got impatient and took things into his own hands. And so truthfully, you guys, little children 
it's just like, you know, Simon says, little children are, are the best people to actually emulate when it comes to following God, because it's just follow the instructions. Just, you know, did you did you did you follow the instructions that, that the teacher gave you? Did you follow the instructions that mom and dad gave you? You know, and that's it. You get instructions and you follow them. You get instructions and you follow them. And as you develop greater intimacy with God, here's the thing. Your desires are get so intermingled with God's. If you have one heart, right? Your one heart, one spirit, one baptism, we become one with Jesus. Guess what? Your heart's desires are now inspired with God. Your thoughts are inspired by God. And so differentiating where you end and where God begins and where God ends and where you begin gets all blurred together. And again, I'm not saying that we don't have to surrender our desires, but the truth is, is that God will begin to lead you internally as well. And your desires will become his desires. I mean, and his desires will become your desires because you're operating as one. Okay. But the key here is, is that you're not in control and that you are listening. Okay. Now I talk to people every single day, every single day, you guys, that are not hearing God clearly. And one of the biggest things I can tell you, and one of the reasons why I feel like people are drawn to to me, drawn to this podcast, drawn to the group, drawn to the work that we do, is because they know that there's more. They know that hearing God is important. I mean, it's not just a, a side dish in their life. You know, I tell people, and I stand by this, that being able to hear God clearly 24-7 is the most important skill that we can ever develop. It is, it is the key to living the abundant life that Jesus died for us to have. It is the key to success in life. It is the key to uh, spiritual maturity. And it is absolutely non-negotiable, right? And all of us have the equipment to hear God, but many times we don't have the teaching. We haven't been uh, exposed to people that hear God this way. We haven't been, you know, equipped in the prophetic. We don't understand how our spiritual senses operate. And so what happens is we're walking around deaf and we're walking around blind in the spirit. And you know what happens when you walk around deaf and blind? Well, you stumble, right? You stumble. And because, you know, we live in a battle where we, the enemy is real. Guess what? We are fighting blind. We are fighting, fighting the enemy, fighting all kinds of situations without knowing how to, what we're up against and what God's strategy is for a particular situation. You know, I tell people all the time, you know, rather than when God gives us an instruction or we feel led to do something, you know, rather than submitting that to our intellect, we need to just get into the place where First of all, that we believe that we can see and we believe that we can hear, but but we need to get into the place where we're just receiving the instructions. And I think the best example of this is Mary, right? I mean, Mary had this impossible thing that the angel came to her and shared, right? This is the will of God for you, Mary. This is what's going to happen. This is the plan, right? And Mary did, you know, she just asked the question, how? How is this going to happen? 
right? That's such a great question. She didn't say, oh, that's impossible. Why did you choose me? All of these things. She just said, how? How? Do, what? In other words, what do I do? What's the next instruction? Be it unto me, God, according to your will, according to your word. And so, so many times we hear something or we feel led or prompted by the Holy Spirit to do something, but then we submit it to our intellect, right? And we get all confused and we put it on us and we get responsible for it and it's too big for us. We aren't sure how it's going to happen. And so we just miss the second part of being led by the Spirit because truthfully, in any encounter with God, in any instruction that God gives you, in any uh, a dream that maybe he gives you or he you know gives you a word or you get a prophetic word right there's three parts to every revelation from god one is just the receiving of the revelation number two is the interpretation of that revelation and number three is the application of that revelation and so if you are for example if you're receiving a vision it may not make sense when you get it when you get it if you have you have a dream it may not make sense when you get it meaning you don't have the interpretation of it yet right i woke up yesterday with a phrase in my head it was just a phrase and i didn't really know the meaning of it but i just began to ponder okay what what's the interpretation of this phrase what does this mean, God? Expound on that. Tell me more about that. And it wasn't until this morning when a couple of the other pieces started to come together and I got a scripture for it and I got a practical kind of confirmation from something that somebody had texted to me. And so I was like, oh, okay, this is what you're unpacking for me, God. Okay. So yes, we have two-way conversations with God, but I also want to tell you that sometimes it's a process. It's a process to discern. It's a process to unpack. It's a process to interpret the revelation that we're getting from God. And God will speak to you through scripture. He'll speak to you through a podcast like this. He will speak to you through your journaling. He will speak to you in a lot of different ways. And here's the thing, and you know this if you've been following the Holy Spirit for a while, it's like you will get confirmation after confirmation that this is what God is speaking to you. And you will get, as you unpack it, and as you sit with it, and as you pray into it, you will get more and more revelation. And I will say this, usually you will have, uh, uh, you know, people say, you know, we're led by peace, but I also want to say this. If God's calling you to do something that's uncomfortable, if God's calling you to do something that you've never done before, um, while there may be like a piece that surpasses your understanding involved with that, there absolutely may be no peace when it relates to your own understanding. Okay, it says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Just acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your paths. In other words, we are not leaning on our own understanding, even though we are working with God to understand to to a certain degree what it is that he's speaking to us. Okay, what? so hopefully that isn't confusing to you. Um, because there is a supernatural aspect to that. There, you know, are five spiritual senses and the mind of Christ and the way revelation works is that it is discerned. Okay, it is discerned. It's things that you just know. It's things that get illuminated to you. So there is an understanding that comes, but it doesn't come through human reasoning. It doesn't come through a pro and con list, right? It doesn't come through uh, figuring it out. Okay, it comes through hearing God and illumination of the spirit 
to where you get clarity around, okay, this is what God is saying. This is what God is leading me to do. And now the more clarity I have, the more understanding I have from a spiritual perspective, the more discernment I have. Now I can elevate my conversation with God and I can begin to have conversations where we're understanding one another, even though it doesn't necessarily make sense in the natural. And really the best way I know how to explain that is just through decisions that I have made that don't make sense, but in the end, totally worked out. You know, with with financial decisions that God has made me to ask me to make. I mean, moving across the country twice when God, you know, told me to move across the country. When in in the natural, it didn't make sense. In the natural, it, it seemed foolish. In the natural, it didn't. It, it you know, things weren't adding up on the balance sheet. You know, but as I walked it out with God, there was a knowing in my heart. That yes, it was God, even though it seemed uh, illogical or maybe even irresponsible in the moment. And this is something that you have to practice. I mean, you have to practice obeying God and practice hearing God and practice stepping out. I mean, Peter stepped out of the boat. And guess what? The first time he stepped out, he wasn't successful, right? We didn't hear how many other times he walked on water. But the point is, is that he, he walked on it for a little while and then he fell. And, you know, Jesus taught him something in that. He said, hey, why did you look at the wind? Why did you look at the waves? And so, in other words, as you obey, as you practice hearing and following and and discerning and stepping out, guess what? There's a learning curve. But that the beautiful thing about the learning curve in the kingdom is that it's not a problem for God. Okay? It's not a failure in God's eyes is success if you're stepping out in faith. You know, faith is is spelled risk in the kingdom and it's faith that pleases God. So it's not always the outcome. It's the obedience that, that matters, you guys. And God will, he told me years ago, like he would finance my learning curve. And he told me some lessons are expensive, but when you operate from unlimited supply, well, it's not a problem. It's not a problem. Bad financial decisions and so uncalled bad financial decisions are not a problem for me, right? If What did you learn? What did you learn from that experience? And if you learn some valuable lessons, well, guess what? The cost of that lesson, I'll cover. You don't have to worry about it because your birthright is abundant. You can never run out. I've provided everything you need. So you don't have to worry about having the provision that you need to fulfill your destiny. You don't have to have to worry about having the provision that you need, even if it looks like you've messed up. You know, and that goes back to that calling. When you say yes, guess what? Everything that's needed for you to fulfill your destiny has already been provided. It's already been provided in Christ. And there's angels that are assigned to you to make sure that you have what you need when you need it to obey God. You know, I love that scripture that says no soldier goes to war at their own expense. Right. So when you take money out of the equation, you take other people's opinions out of the equation, you take your fear out of the equation, you take doubt out of the equation, you take accusations out of the equation, you take the illusion of separation from God out of the equation. Really, if you if you just magnify the gospel and you magnify the provision of God, you magnify what belongs to us in Christ. If you uh, magnify what is available to us in Christ, guess what? Failure is not an not a problem. Uh, doing everything perfectly is not a problem. There is grace, so much grace to cover you, and God is in it 
as you're learning to be led by the spirit and, and learning to obey, to hear and obey. So you just step out and trust God. And if it doesn't work out the way that you expected, well, guess what? God's got it covered. And so this idea of being afraid of failure, being afraid of missing it, being afraid of things, I mean, there's no fear in love, beloved. So it's about living a, a child-free existence where you are free to fail, you're free to learn, and you're free to trust Father to clean up whatever mess you make, because that's what parents do. And man, I'll tell you, there's freedom in this, you guys. And it's a new way of living because most of us have been programmed, right? To be afraid of the unknown, to be afraid of failure, heck, to be afraid of success. We've got all of this fear that, that gets, you know, completely, uh, demolished and replaced by perfect love as we walk in the spirit and follow Jesus. So I have said so much today. Uh, I did not follow my outline, so hopefully all of that made sense. But I trust that what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you was highlighted to you and that if you didn't catch it all, you can come back and listen to it again. You can watch the replay and you can continue to grab the nuggets that, that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. All right. So the key here today is really about surrender. It's about letting go of control, right? It's about not being afraid to fail. It's about getting out of your own human understanding and submitting everything to your own opinion and what you've, what, what you've been taught and what others think about things and just, just being free, being free to take risk, being free to make mistakes, trusting God and getting out of the boat and doing what he's asking you to do, regardless if it seems impossible. And instead of questioning it and submitting it to all of those things, instead of doing any of that, you just say, okay, how, how do I do that? And so you're cultivating this revelatory process of getting uh, revelation from God, getting the interpretation from God, and then getting the application from God so that you can be led, that you can be led every single day. So beloved, that's what I had for today. I trust that this bless you. I trust that you're getting stuff out of this and you're going to be getting more and more out of the series as we continue to progress through it. So it's a a powerful time in the spirit right now. Remember what God was speaking over to us at the beginning of the year, <clears throat> that the best is not yet to come. The best is now. And in order for us to experience the best now, it means we're going to need to take steps of faith. We're going to need to be led by the spirit and we're going to need to step out and do the things that he's asking us to do without the fear of failure, without the fear of, of, of missing it and trust God to pay for your learning curve and to provide everything that you need on the way to your destiny and on the way to fully fulfilling the call of God on your life. So God bless you guys. Have a supernatural week and we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to Shalise's podcast. This recording is in part made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit Shalise.com where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalise's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose he created you for, then visit us at Shalise.com and watch Shalise's free training where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.